0: listening to meet and write a podcast that dives into liturgical worship and how communion really begins after church well welcome to another episode of meets and Write. uh this is a very very special episode uh we have a good friend of mine chris Stefanos, with us today uh giving a really interesting uh discussion today about the resurrection enactment so we're really excited to have chris with us today
1: thank you michael for having me man excited to be on your podcast
0: so one of our most favorite times of the year as an Orthodox Christian is Easter, is the Feast of Resurrection. And within the Feast of Resurrection, the the favorite part that we all try to make sure we get to church on time for is the play or the enactment or the reenactment, whatever you want to call it. But that time where, you know, the lights go off, all of a sudden you hear like a deacon or two deacons like outside the altar and then a priest inside and they're saying stuff back and forth. And all of a sudden, you know, all the lights come on, the deacons are hitting the pews, and the symbols go off, and we just go crazy celebrating resurrection. And, like, there's nothing that says Easter more than that moment. And we kind of, like, all love it. So, Chris, we just got a couple questions uh, for you to explain to us. Like, what does all that mean and, and where it really came from? So, I, I guess, you know, my first question for you is, what, what is the, the, the deacon and the priest saying in that part?
1: Michael, I think to, to put it short, um, what they are doing is they're reciting Psalm 24, verses 7 to 10. So basically, the, the, the deacon is basically emphatic, emphatically stating that Christ is risen. And that deacon is representing the angel preaching the good news of the resurrection um, as Christ is approaching paradise. And then the deacon's response is, lift up your gates, O be lifted up. Uh, you everlasting door so that the king of glory may come in so then there's this priest on the inside of paradise basically saying at the gates saying who is this king of glory and then again emphatically the deacon responds the lord the, the powerful the strong the mighty and, and victorious in battles and he says again lift up your gates will be lifted up so that's kind of the dialogue that's going on
0: so can you explain all that like it, it sounds kind of funny to hear like the priest saying, "Who is the King of Glory?" I mean, you know, we would think the priest would know who the King of Glory is. Like, w- what does all that mean? Like, I, I, I know they're saying a psalm, but what does all that mean?
1: The 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 what it really means, Michael, is for the first time ever, and there was a man that entered into paradise before Christ was incarnate, took flesh, and rose from the dead. No man had access to the to to paradise. No man could ever approach paradise because of the result of the fall, which was death. So Christ for the first time ever is approaching these gates, and he's the one who's saying, Lift up your gates, O be lifted up, you everlasting doors, so that the king of glory shall come in. And the the, the angels are saying this on behalf of him, which are represented in the deacons And then there's an angel on the other side of the altar, which is usually blocked by the curtain um, in the church. And they're saying, who is this king of glory? Because no man had ever dared or had access to these doors prior to the resurrection of Christ. Um, So that's kind of what this dialogue, what's happening in this dialogue is that there is Christ who is a man who before the incarnation, before the resurrection, no one had access to. And now he approaches it emphatically saying, lift up these doors so I can let you and I um, and the rest of humanity enter to those who accept Christ.
0: So the priest inside is representing the angels that are in paradise. Correct. And the curtain of the altar is representing the division or the barrier of humanity from entering paradise.
1: Yes. Yes. Before again the the resurrection it was a block to paradise because of the result of the fall
0: so before jesus like abraham isaac jacob all these prophets all these righteous men of the old testament none of them had access to paradise correct
1: none of them had access to paradise because of the result of the fall so the result of the fall was death and all of us when God created us, meant us to be immortal, meant to us to live for eternity with him. And that's why we say in the liturgy, we say, and, and death which entered into the world by the envy of the devil, is that we were meant to be immortal, and death entered, and now we became corruptible um, and, and mortal beings.
0: This is great, Chris. So now we understand like what everything means and what everyone represents uh, and what we are really saying. So when I'm sitting there as a congregation member and seeing this all occur, You know, seeing the deacon outside the altar, seeing the priest from inside the altar representing paradise, asking who is this king of glory? And I'm seeing all that occur with the lights off. You know, what should I be meditating on or focusing on in order for me to gain something from this and kind of just, instead of just watching it all happen uh, and just sitting there passively, what can I do to really gain something from this moment?
1: I think, Michael, as with every other liturgical experience is to is to actually try to put yourself into it Um, so i think with this specific uh resurrection reenactment i think the thing for us to be meditating on is this is for me like christ is opening up the doors of paradise for me so i have access to it so i can enter through it because prior to this, no matter how righteous I was, no matter how much I tried, no matter how good I was, no matter how many sacrifices I offered, no matter what, um, there was no entry into into paradise. So this is this is this gives me hope, and that's why we sing this hope this these hymns. Christ has risen from the dead and conquered death by death, because that's what we believe. That no matter what we experience in life no matter what hurts no matter what sickness no matter how young we are when we pass into the next life that there is this next life that there is hope of the resurrection that there is this place that god has prepared from the foundation of the earth that there is this 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 place in which christ has described in my father's house there are many mansions and i go there to prepare a place for you so that's the thing that i meditate on is that before this moment there was nothing when i went into the ground that was it full stop but now the story continues and my relationship with god is not just built here but continues to grow from glory to glory even into uh the afterlife
0: i like that and and that's what really makes jesus so pivotal for our healing for our salvation because he is the one that removed that barrier between us and coming to paradise with our Heavenly Father, that it's through Him that we're able to have an intimate and personal relationship with God and have eternal life, like you said.
1: Absolutely. And and, and that's why He's the great physician. He's the healer. is because He saw us sick, He saw us plagued with death, and He came to heal us, to give us the antidote to eternal life. All right, this
0: is great, Chris. So christ is our healer he's the one that that has the remedy to to heal our sicknesses that we're able to enter paradise and enter heaven with our heavenly father with jesus one thing chris that like we notice in the hymns of during the resurrection is that we focus on that through christ's death he trampled down death and that's kind of like a phrase that we hear multiple times and through various hymns and especially in you know the highlighted hymn of resurrection which is Christos anesti. Christ is risen. Mm. We say that death, like we that Christ conquered death by his own death. So, can you kind of explain what that means? That he overcame death by his own death. What does that mean?
1: Yeah, I mean the the basic premise is like we we were talking earlier is that we were meant to live in eternity with Christ, and 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 when man fell, he basically death reigned over him. And it's it's sort of cool because it reminds me of this, there's this hymn that St. Ephraim the Syrian wrote, um, and it's this dialogue between man and death. And then basically man is saying to death, he's saying, don't boast over the, over the just and over the sons of the Lord. He basically is, is is rebuking death. And then death says, glory to you, because death has reigned, and by your resurrection, it has been humbled. And then he says, but I love this one quote. He says, Herein I am exceedingly great, according to your saying, that although I am a bondman, I trample on those who are free. So although death is held captive, he still tramples on those who are free. And that's the crazy thing, is that every single one of us have been given access to eternal life through Christ, through his resurrection. But to those who reject Christ, and to those who choose not to accept the gift of his salvation we are basically allowing death to take reign over us again. So that's why we sing in the hymn so gloriously and so passionately is that Christ, you've conquered death by death to remind us that we can't, we can't, we can't throw away that great gift and put ourselves back into bondage through, uh, through, through allowing ourselves to fall into to sin and death again. So that, that, that dialogue between St. Ephraim the Syrian that he writes for man man rebuking death is really beautiful. Um, and I think that's a reminder for us through the hymns is that we have been given this great gift of eternal life. Let's cling to that and let's continue to, to, uh, to be hopeful in that and continue to work out our salvation with fear and trembling daily um, through the grace of God and through the gift of his resurrection.
0: That's beautiful, Chris. I really appreciate that. And if anyone wants to hear more of that, of that quote of, from St. Ephraim talking about and personifying death and that dialogue between death and man. I uh, will post a link on this podcast for people to get more of that. So it, that's a beautiful reminder of how before Christ, we're imprisoned by death, and death is what kept, kept us captive. But it's through God's Son that we're able to find freedom and liberty and able to overcome death by his own death. Thank you so much, Chris, for, for really doing this podcast with us. And uh, and make sure to check out on, online for more uh, resources and for the link uh, for that quote that Chris said. Thanks a lot, Chris.
1: Thank you so much, Michael, for having me.
0: You have been listening to Meet and Write. For more episodes and resources, make sure to check out English.com.